0: And the future of rock and roll. Good day, and welcome to Dong Teenie, episode 94. On today's show, the cuteness of babies is debated. Simone discusses Richard Dawkins' social manner, and Steffi tells a horrifying story of conception as a group effort. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury.
1: Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm Dong great, thank you, especially since this evening when we booked your flight to come and visit.
2: Yay! <laughs> we just did that like 10 minutes ago
1: yes yes so this is very exciting snow. we will have another dongtini with both of us in the same room not that it doesn't always sound like we're in the same room but we are not <laughs> it's been a whole year since we've been in the same room because this was july last year that we did all oh that we God. tried the, the cantina really bell menu it has been that long Jeez, so crazy. um and when you were here last time, I took you on uh, you and David on the hike that I I do up to Griffith Observatory. Like this is the hike right. I do, isn't it awesome? By the Hollywood And I line? never did it again. <laughs> no, the one up to the observatory, and I never did it again after that. That was the last time I did it. So I was like, shit. And it wasn't because I was pregnant, because I didn't know I was pregnant for like two and a half more months after that. So <laughs> we painted it I was- for you yeah so i sort of thought maybe we should do the hike again and reopen that when you're here that would be <laughs> so funny or close it for good <laughs> maybe yeah but i was like oh man like it's stuck in my brain as the last time i did my awesome hike so and there was that john ham interview in rolling stone and oh, I didn't uh see and it. oh yeah yeah i bought it and um just for that. And he, he and the, uh, in the interview are supposed to do something else that falls through. So he's like, yeah, let's just go on this hike. And they totally hike up to the observatory, like on my hiking trail. And I was like, oh! so I just kind of like want to keep hiking up and down. And hopefully I see John Hamm there one day. Oh,
2: crazy. So, he described the same imagine? one. How did you know it was the same trail exactly? No, he
1: said. He said, we are going to up to the observatory, just sort of the way they described it. There's only oh, like, okay. you know, sort of the, the yeah. I've been, I've been on all the trails to get up there, so from Los Villas, so it had I, I to have been one of my trails. <laughs> That's so exciting. I was very excited. So, yes, yeah, so um, <laughs> let's see. Now I've got a baby. My brain's kind of uh, fudged. So, uh, so uh, how's the weather up there in Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> it's freaky. It's weird.
2: It's kind of apocalyptic because it's been perfect in L.A.-ish all week. And people, uh-huh. of course, are losing their shit. And they're so excited about 4th of July, and the traffic's crazy, and we went to Costco tonight, and it was it was <laughs> pure hell, and purgatory, and everyone's very excited. So, um, it's, it's weird how hot it gets, because people will act like they're dying. Um and I think that's mainly cuz most people don't have air conditioning, but you would seriously think that people had had lived in Antarctica like been born and bred there and then came here and they're like what in the bloody hell is this? It's like we're living on the sun and um yeah, that's always just kind of funny. But is it, I like feel 70. It's <laughs> Yeah, I got up to 85 and people were like Whoa! <laughs>
1: Which is funny so it's um, been like 100 degree days this. here it's a yeah
0: that's up, like, I was
2: gonna ask you because you're even how close to the beach are you because it gets really really hot in the valley
0: but oh
1: I'm really far from the beach I'm like the other side of town so um, okay. yeah I'm at least I, like in good traffic I'm like half hour otherwise at least an hour so yeah, so I guess I could give it in miles. That would be the most accurate way to tell you how far I am from something. No, it not really. How long it takes by spend
2: car? Spend thirty minutes t- trying to crawl one mile in LA. So it's I true. Think the time It turns is my so good. proximity
1: to the ocean. But I'm not into the beach. Really, I'm not a beach person. There's just too much sand and discomfort and dirt and grit. And I, I'm not a fan. You know, I just don't like contending with all that stuff. I don't like so, with it. And I, I also don't like, like that it's 10 degrees cooler. Yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> green. So, um, so I guess this past weekend was Pride weekend, which was, I suppose, extra celebrated um, by the uh, repeal of DOMA and the Prop 8 yeah. dismissal. But uh, I was actually in San Francisco... And I didn't see a peep of it because what? we went up with the baby. So, well, we just sort of went oh. in. Like, my, we were staying down by the airport because all the hotels were super expensive because of Pride Weekend. So, right. so you know, I had to stay with the baby most of the time in the hotel because Greg was doing a show and preparing for that. So, we like my big trip into the city was first to drop our friend off and pick another friend up and go down to the hotel, and then the next day uh, we drove up and I had a burrito and we went right back, and uh, and then I went to the <laughs> show that night because our friend did it. So. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that was my big trip. So that's why I went, It was like the time I went to Vegas and managed to not see a single slot machine. So
2: <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, so I've done that. I've done those two amazing things. But how was Pride Weekend uh, up in Seattle?
2: Pride Weekend up here, well, first of all, everyone was really excited because the sun was out. And so there were lots of mostly naked people walking around. Well, I had to go up to the, on Capitol Hill, whatever the the gay district I hate to call it that but that's what it is um, the heart of the king the pulse um, <laughs> in Seattle so went over there Saturday night actually because I was going to meet this guy Luke Burbank he hosts the podcast here and he's actually had Neil Hamburger and Tim on and stuff like that He's and he's yeah, like, yeah. been on This American Life and um, so this um, literary mag- magazine here the Monarch Review asked me to talk with him and record it so they could just get a vibe for what it's like to hang out with us so that was awesome and um, yeah so I drive over there and have to, like, you know, claw my way through drag queens. And, and the, I saw so many, you know, lesbians with, you know, cutoffs and tattoos on their thighs. They're like, mm-hmm. um, like, I saw probably three of the same one, which are a pair of dice on your upper thigh. It's like, like uh-huh. to gamble, let's roll. <laughs>
0: Written by it.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I that was really funny. I'm like, why is everyone getting some variation on this so Anyway, and they were all in the same there. place? In the same, yeah, upper thigh. Which, wow. Yeah, anyway, um, and I, I caught myself saying more than once well, look at that magnificent gentleman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you see like a particularly outrageous man dressed in, well, there was one, he wasn't in drag, but he was wearing a gigantic top hat. And I remember explaining that when I saw him. Um, but that was super fun Luke and I um, we got a booth way in the back recorded the thing and you can I was listening back to it and you can just hear us getting drunker and drunker and he found out that I like fireball whiskey he's like that's the hooba stink of alcohol I'm like yeah I kind of like it he's like I'm getting you some I'm like no no get me more Jameson he's like you're getting fireballs so (laughs) he got me like four or five shots and I'm listening to it and kind of cringing like the drunker we're getting
1: (laughs) but it was a I good know, vibe doing things he, drunk feels like a good idea when you start it out, and then it's <laughs>
2: like, oh, shit. Well, he was really fun because um, he had, like, because this local car service advertises on his podcast, he gets it for free, and it's all, like, town cars and Lincoln Navigators, so after we went to a show after that saw some people and then he's like i'm gonna go up to this really grungy bar called daryl's on on aurora so we got he took a car there then from there we went to a casino and he takes out 500 dollars and that was amazing and they all know him they're like hey luke like apparently <laughs> goes there a lot he's like this is my friend stephanie i'm not trying to have sex with her it's kind of how he introduced <laughs> me because he's newly married and i asked him all about that that was really fun but um uh-huh. They're already trying to get pregnant, and he spilled juicy details. And I'm like, is this okay for the interview? He's like, yeah, everything I'm saying is fine. So I was like, all right, it's going to be good. Um, after that, we went to karaoke, and they all freaking knew him. He was being hilarious, and I <laughs> he's drinking, you know, like kind of like a pro. And I was like, do you think you have a drinking problem? <laughs> 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 so I was, I was asking all the hard-hitting journalistic questions. <laughs> so... Anyway, that should wow, be out Wow, so this next whole week.
1: adventure was was documented.
2: It was all completely documented. And wow, wow. I feel sorry for the poor bastard that has to transcribe that. It's probably going to be me. How many me. hours was this? Like three, so I'm going to have uh-huh. to edit it down. Yeah, uh-huh. obviously.
1: <laughs> so is this for print or for... Uh, or for uh, For uh,
2: print. Order? Oh, right,
1: right, right. I was like, what do you mean you can edit? Because... Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll doing doing <laughs> perform some sorcery.
1: If you were holding out on me on the audio editing, I was about to have a hissy yeah, fit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be holding out on you for that.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, that sounds really cool. Well, is there a deadline for that? When can we expect to? I'm supposed
2: read that? to have it to them tomorrow. So tomorrow's a holiday, Fourth of July, the birth, and sound sound like holiday the independence of the greatest nation on
0: earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> sorry,
2: um. it's just funny to me. To, it's embarrassing to talk to any foreigner, and I'm like, yeah. Why am I such an asshole? I mean, I know you moved here and everything, so it can't be all bad. But still, yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, I have a onesie with uh, with uh, that Greg's mom gave me that says my first Fourth of July. For Quincy to wear. Oh, was she serious? It's kind of great and thick, thick, though. It's like, why did you make that so great? Clearly, it's the middle of summer, you know. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, so I guess he'll be wearing that. Um, just in closing on the on the on the on your on your comment that uh, you saw so many magnificent gentlemen on uh, on Saturday, I'm invited to a to a. a, a Uh, 50th birthday party of a gay man so I imagine there'll be a bunch of other gays there and the invitation says dress sharp and and I can't stop thinking about it and like just thinking I have to take this very seriously you know you don't go to a party with lots of gay men and not take dress sharp seriously
2: yeah if they're saying that it means times ten
1: seriously seriously so I think I'm really going to have to whip out the beehive for the first time uh, post baby oh uh, that'll be fun Yeah, I love when gays phone over my beehive (laughs) Oh, it's not the best. Uh, It is the best. So, gay attention is like
2: ten times better than straight guy attention because they're more discriminating.
1: Exactly, exactly. They're more discriminating, (laughs) and then they're more just overt in their praise.
2: Yeah, you know they're (laughs) not trying to fuck you. So they mean it. Yeah,
1: exactly. They just love what you did. So thank you. Um, so I just want to mention a little incident that happened or that we discovered yesterday but Greg was going out and noticed our license plate which had an L and a Q in it so we yeah. always we decided that it stood for little Quincy before he was Aww. born and uh, when we got the car well anyway LQ was gone and uh, it was replaced with something else what? so uh, yeah and they had replaced they taken we have a license plate frame on the back that says Birdsworth Motors. Oh. <laughs> Get they <laughs> they took birth motors? First. Until you no, there isn't a real one. Greg just got it made and said that. But people will wonder, where's this Birdsworth Birdsworth Is this Birdsworth Motors, that's Los Angeles? Most,
2: you can get those things made? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm got i not going to stop thinking about this until I get some things so I can order my own. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So did they steal your Birdsworth Motors custom license plate frame?
1: No, they put it back, but uh, they just it. changed okay. the plates. They just changed okay. the plates and replaced Birdsworth Motors. So uh, anyway, so because I think a lot of people well, maybe don't know their license plates. So they thought... <laughs> Yeah, so, um, anyway, so Greg took it to the police station, and turns out the plates that we were, that were put in its place were involved in a hit and run! uh, Shocking. Yeah, so that's why they did that. It's like, what idiots, though? It's like, oh, they're just looking for that plate, whoever's in possession of that plate must have committed the crime, not the person who they're registered to, you fucking idiot. You know, it's just like, it's not gonna get tied to us, because... (laughs) if we were around switching plates we're not gonna put it on you know we're not gonna leave it on our car then if we committed the crime you know so um yeah so we had to report that crime But it just sucks now because we're gonna get new plates and pay for that and pay for new stickers and all this shit so anyway that really sucks but you can't track down the person
2: that's registered to and make them pay for it
1: I would like to but they're probably some deadbeat idiots so for whatever under a hundred dollars that it would probably all all up cost us it's not worth the trouble but I kind of want to do it just to fuck with them you know just to give them another thing that they're dealing with on top of their court dates and everything else you know yeah so uh, and another reason I want to follow up on it is just even if nothing happens just as an excuse to get more information from the police about what became of it you know so, yeah Yeah, but yeah but that sucks because we lost our little Quincy license plate so oh well but uh, our
2: license plate says well it has three numbers I don't know what those are but um, the letters are W-Y-T and so I call the car Wyatt <laughs>
1: that's <doesn't laughs> his Wyatt <laughs> thought it was just a testament to how white you guys are <laughs>
2: We're pretty fucking white. I told you about Quincy's party
1: trick where he switches from being Sri Lankan to white just randomly.
2: (laughs) No! How does he do Just.
1: I don't know. He just sometimes looks really Sri Lankan and then other times he just looks totally white. So it's magic and I hope he can keep it up for his whole life. It'll make it easier for him to commit crimes. Party trick.
2: (laughs) Have you gotten peed Um, on more lately?
1: Um... We're getting better at that, yeah. I think uh, I've just been containing it better, and uh, and I've got the what you know what I was failing to do is I didn't have the new diaper open underneath the 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 old diaper before I took it off, so it was immediately there when you switched them out. So nice. that's a that's that's a new trick that's helping, but still, it, it sometimes you just can't. It just gets out, you know, in yeah. that second. So anyway. <laughs> Um, now, uh, last week I was watching some um, videos while I, you know, while I pump breast milk, which is when I spend most of my time on the internet. And um, <laughs> do you know Neil deGrasse Tyson, the astrophysicist? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I only, like, found out about him in the last year or so, but he's pretty awesome. But anyway, I found this um, this thing where he was asking he was like kind of calling richard dawkins out on kind of being a dick you know yeah <laughs>
0: so,
1: but of course he said it in a in a really nice way but i really liked what he was saying and 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 i thought the message of what he was he was saying could apply to to many other things including feminism which we talked about you know just not wanting to be the the uh, you know the strident feminist that you know puts people off you know so um He said, um, you're a professor of the public understanding of science, not a professor of delivering truth to the public. And these are two different exercises. One of them (laughs) is you put the truth out there. They either buy your book or they don't. Well, that's not being an educator. That's just putting it out there. Being an educator is not only getting the truth right, but there's got to be an act of persuasion in there persuasion isn't always here are the facts you're either an idiot or you're not it's here are the facts and here is a sensitivity to your state of mind and it's wow. the facts plus the sensitivity when convolved together creates impact and i worry that your methods and how articulately uh, how articulately barbed you can be ends up being simply ineffective when you have so much more power of influence than what is currently reflected in your output so um Oh, that was really awesome. The the Here are the facts and here is a sensitivity to your state of mind. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that's how you can reach people and communicate mm-hmm. with people. And it sounds manipulative in a way, and I guess it kind of is. But, I mean, that's how you communicate. Mm-hmm. That's how you, yeah, if, you, if you're trying to yes. say, well, you can, convey something to I think manipulating somebody,
2: would have a negative connotation if you're trying to do it for selfish gain. But if it's exactly. to, like, hopefully communicate and, you know, maybe expand consciousness and create unity then that's a good manipulation
1: <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so I just thought that was that that was a beautiful way to put it and here, here are the facts mm-hmm. and here is a sensitivity to your state of mind you know which is coming from someone like him even though he said it so nicely and sincerely I just mm-hmm. still thought of him like here is a dumbed down for you idiots because oh, like just with anything so- just because <laughs> You know, I mean, just because he's so brilliant, and if he was even trying to explain me something, I'd think, well, you're so nice to be sensitive to my feeble state of mind. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh um... but you know and i appreciate you know that that whole idea but i think as as we've talked about with feminism before you know catching more flies with honey than vinegar you know what i mean and and mm. I, I don't know i just think that's like just in anything that's a good way to go about people is think about who you're talking to and be sensitive to that so um yeah so i really liked it and like i typed the whole thing out and okay. richard Dawkins, like responded with with a with a with a, uh, with a joke but okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. but um that's- yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think he he kind of didn't really address it. He just said his response was, um, I guess, when uh, new Scientist magazine got a new editor and somebody asked the guy like how you were gonna like reach people that weren't really into science and and he said something like, um, you know, well, we think we do what we do is very interesting and if you don't find science interesting, then you can fuck off. Life. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, but, you know, I just, you know, just he's such an advocate that it kind of doesn't make sense to have that
2: attitude. So I wish I could say, maybe I should start saying that to people who send me hate mail to my blog. Well, I think talking about Christian culture is very interesting. I don't think it threatens the person of God should he or she exist at all. So if you don't like that, then fuck off. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah seriously I mean it's to the point and it's kind of true it's like why people were, will come to you as if to say you're supposed to do something that suits what they want and believe you know right. so I think there's truth in, in both of those angles <laughs> <laughs> So
2: anyway, I wanted to share that because I quite like. When um, I read Richard Dawkins in the document, I thought of first. I thought of Richard Dawson, which shows how intellectual I am. Um, he used to be the host <laughs> of Family Feud. Did you guys have Family yes. Feud in Australia? He was we the did, one in the 70s the same that one, would kiss all the women. Yeah, he yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Like, okay, he was slimy, and I had gross nightmares about him when I was very young.
0: <laughs> he I
2: thought he was kind of hot.
1: Vibe. <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, because okay, I was I'm an adult judging. when I saw him, I was ad- I, I didn't see those because we had our own family feud. We with Australian celebrities on it. So, uh-huh. um, oh, we, we sorry, our, um what was the other show? Oh, no, what's the one where everyone has to hold up the? Um, is it Match Game? Where everyone's like got to hold up those, those those those? He hosted that other. I think it was Match Game. was the other show that he hosted. But um, okay, in I Australia, it was called Blankety Blanks. <laughs> but it was the exact <laughs> like same show. Yeah, exact same show, exact same set. But, um, uh, and I think Ugly Dave Gray was the host. So
2: so I remember this dream really clearly from when I was about eight or nine years old that I woke up like in cold sweat from. I dreamed I walked in on Richard Dawson and he was wearing, he was in his underwear, like whitey tidy briefs. And like um, an undershirt, like a tank top style undershirt, and he was lying on his back with his knees up, and he's resting
1: on his elbows. <laughs> and I just remember that oh! was when I woke up screaming. That's the kind of dream that makes you uncomfortable, you know, like in your own skin. <laughs> oh, why did I'm sorry I do mean that, that, that when I was eight? <laughs> <laughs> I feel sad I know I've for had me. dreams like that. I can't remember them. Just ones where you you feel like perverted and embarrassed by your dream.
2: Yes, that's one of them. Um,
1: now I understand you've got a new uh, roomesque uh, Netflix recommendation. Uh, yes. Listener, again, if you haven't watched the room, you that's part of your dong-teeny required viewing. Uh, Listen to Mary; she watched the room recently, based on our recommendation, and I just oh, saw some sort her. of live. Facebook status updates while she was watching it. She seemed uh, appropriately disturbed. So, um, yeah, listener, if you'd like to be appropriately disturbed, uh, I highly recommend *The Room*. Uh, Stephanie, uh, what do you have to bring to the table uh, in the vein of *The Room* and terrible, brilliant movies?
2: Okay, I am trying to um, Google it right or pull it up because I can't remember the name exactly <laughs> now. Um so there's this netflix series that we've been watching that is so room-esque carrie told us about it and it's called hemlock grove and it is oh
1: i've heard about it you have yeah.
2: it's terrible I haven't seen in it, a riveting room way um, yeah
1: yeah Listen and to eugene's so, all over that shit
2: <laughs> it's streaming on netflix and it's like proud of it it's like yeah. this is a netflix <laughs> original series and so carrie and i write down the lines and once she wrote down this this is a strange town you can feel it in your balls <laughs> That's just an example. Like it's not trying to be funny. It's just trying to be really dramatic and everything shot and and you know, phrased hilariously. So, um, I wow. just want to throw that out there. Um, streaming on Netflix and then they're proud. <laughs> Netflix Sounds original great. series.
1: I know. I'm kind of wary of these Netflix original series now because I heard that that was terrible, but in a good way. And then House of Cards people were raving about, and I thought that was terrible. We watched like five episodes, and we're like, this sucks.
2: Yeah, people love that. So it's bad? I haven't seen it.
1: It's just really poorly executed so I think Um, I talked about it before so I won't go into it again but yeah it's just it's just not very clever and apparently it's just based on a British one anyway that's supposed to be better so I'd rather just watch that and that's on Netflix streaming as well so oh seriously watch the original yeah yeah so Anyway, well, thanks for that. I think I really should check it out, though I haven't had time to watch much of anything lately, as you can imagine. But anyway, so on the subject of the babies. So I think we talked like on that first episode back just about how I thought my baby was cute and other babies, you know, uh, you know, I saw that ugly baby at Babies R Us. and. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, but I don't know if I mentioned this, but several months ago, I was looking at like MSNBC, it was like the homepage, like when you open a new browser at my work. And there was a p- little picture of an ugly newborn. I was like, ooh, that's an ugly baby, you know. And this is, I didn't even have my own baby yet, but it's just like, that's an ugly baby. Anyway, and I click on it, and it's something about how people are delusional about what their newborns look like, you know. So they see them, and they think that it's the most beautiful baby. And so the person writing this piece, was was saying how when her baby was born she thought the baby was so beautiful that she honestly, honestly in her heart felt kind of sorry for the other mothers in the maternity ward that their babies weren't as beautiful as hers mm-hmm. so she goes on and on about this and how looking back now she can see that the baby wasn't as beautiful as she had thought but then what she adds is that that picture which I thought was a stock picture that was the baby that was her baby that she thought was so beautiful that on sight before I even knew what the article was about I thought that's an ugly baby <laughs> So that's how far-reaching the delusion can be that you would think such an ugly baby would be the most beautiful baby enough to pity other people for not having that. So anyway, so I've been mindful of that because, you know, being an atheist and, you know, you're very much into not being delusional and, you know, being very aware and reasonable and logical. So even though I I think Quincy's so beautiful, you know, I think maybe he's not as cute as I see him. But everyone keeps telling me he is and going out of their way to stress it, you know. So I'm kind of (laughs) believing it based on what everyone else is, is telling me, you know? But even, like, I go back and see his first newborn picture and he's not... Now I don't see him as cute as I thought he was back then. You know what I mean? Oh, like, funny. he's still cute. A reasonable, yeah. reasonably good-looking newborn, but not like, oh my god, this is like a, a Gerber baby. You know what I mean? Aww. So, um... Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's just it's just uh, kind of interesting to 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 to, uh, to to try and determine where where this is you know if I if, if what I'm seeing is correct or not you know like I think he should be in baby modeling and now I'm thinking oh, is a few months gonna go by and I'm just gonna be thinking oh, he's just kind of ordinary like I don't think he's like in this top tier of like there's this baby on the cover of American Baby magazine that I saw and it just looked like Kelly Taylor as a baby you know <laughs> just like the ultimate cute beautiful model baby. And I just don't no, think he's totally. like that, that that heightened level, you know, but I'm just like mm-hmm. you know, I just it's frustrating when you're kind of aware that you might be completely mis misinterpreting something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So. It does, not yeah. that it matters in this case. It's just like, in the grand scheme of things, it just makes you more aware of your perception and, versus reality. So yeah. um, so I'm kind sort of interested in following my beliefs versus uh, 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 <laughs> the reality of his cuteness. So, oh. uh, gosh. I went to this, this breastfeeding support group a few weeks ago. And there were about 17 or 18 other babies there. And I swear, like, I only thought... I thought he was totally totally the cutest and mm-hmm. the others there's only like two or three other than possible and I thought the others were all just kind of like possible. meh, meh to ugly so I'm like this can't be correct they can't be this room of this many babies in LA and they're just all this lame you know yeah. so that's why yeah so this is why I'm just so interested in what my brain's doing to my perception so
2: I know because that's a total yeah. biological thing you know yeah makes your mom do. but then I mean, I'm looking at that baby. Judah and Lolly are looking at, you know, little Quincy and going, yeah, you know, like squealing about him for a while. And we're not related to him, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. No, I you think he's what? cute, but maybe he, I just don't know to what height he's is cute. And as if these other babies are as ugly as I think they are.
2: <laughs> I, yeah. What the heck? It's the cheeks, though. I mean, that's undisputable. Like, that's always cute. That's always cute.
1: Yeah, With yeah. like that. He is- Pope plumpy cheeks.
2: When, so. when people used to tell me that my babies were cute, I would always say, "Aren't they?" Or I know because I wouldn't feel comfortable saying thank you because it's like oh, they're right. their own person. It's not a compliment to me. But then I felt kind of weird going, "Right? Aren't they cute?" Yeah, yeah. I know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I say thank you, but yeah, no, I totally see see what you mean. Oh, the funniest thing <laughs> happened when we were in the at the grocery store near the hotel in South San Francisco the other day, and mm-hmm. um, the cashier was like cooing over Quincy. And um, and then this other, the, the um, bagger guy came by and she was like, look at the baby. And he was just kind of out of me and just went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I laughed and, and she was like, and he was like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah and I just kept laughing and then the cashier didn't catch what happened and she's like what happened and I told her everything he's like no I'm sorry no no he's a cute baby I was like, and I just relayed the whole thing in front of him like I didn't mean to humiliate him but I thought it was hilarious that he's yeah. like look at the baby <laughs>
2: <laughs> I met a dad recently like that um, and his kid's name was Silas we were at the zoo with Kote and um, so these neighbors came along with a kid named Silas and I asked the dad I go how old is he he's like I don't know um but and then it was kind of like i was like Haha. and then he like really didn't seem to know exactly it's like round two or something and i died i thought it was the best thing ever and he's like i'm <laughs> glad you thought that was funny because she's like he does that all the time that's his thing and no one thinks it's funny i was like i loved it
1: <laughs> that's hilarious wow my friend came That's to visit today um to, to meet quincy and we were just talking about like because you know quincy's middle name is gib after the bgs and she's just talking about how uh people are more and more like naming giving their babies like pop culture related names mm-hmm. and uh and her sister one of her kids name is dylan not after bob dylan but d-i-l-l-o-n after matt dylan matt so, dylan <laughs> so, oh yeah and hell. then um and then and um, what was it? I forget. There was another one she told me. But somebody else and I was saying, oh yeah, when I was a teenager, I wanted to name a son Marty after Marty McFly.
2: Oh, I always <laughs> like that name. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a cute name. But anyway, but then she told me she knew people who I think they were expecting and they're naming the baby Emmett Doc.
2: <laughs> Say
1: that again. They're naming the baby Emmett Doc, as in Doctor Emmett Brown. <laughs> wow. Yeah,
2: really and I was really into just that like, movie.
1: Yeah, my mouth went as wide as it can go when she told me that. I was like, wow! It
2: Were you like, why didn't I think of that at all? Kind of, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that certificate's already done now, so it's too late. <laughs> and the oh. whole Greg wouldn't have a bar of it, but yeah. He <laughs> wouldn't have a bar of it! <laughs> you love when I say that.
2: I do, I think of four bars. Like... <laughs> down the one. Oh my god I want to I don't find the, the, the origins of it right. <laughs>
1: um, now listener Nadine sent us um, a link um, about, oh, yeah. about a dong cake mold Did you, several people uh, sent us this link actually. yes yes several people she was the first one I saw but I guess she this was. woman had a, had, a, had, a, was, had a cake mold of a penis penis to make a penis shaped cake and, uh, and she just struggles to make new things with it that aren't penises <laughs> I think he's very bold. So there's like a wizard cake where like the dong part is like the wizard's hat, and then like there's like the balls are like his beard, and his little <laughs> eyes in the middle there. And then there's an alligator, and a palm tree, <laughs> an elephant. That's 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 a given um, uh, farm. So there's like a windmill and a. And a in a farm and yeah she just does all these great things with it so I'm gonna have to put a sling oh the balloons where the balls are just two balloons so um yeah it might be hard to visualize but she just you know makes it all up you know fills in the gaps with all the colorful icing and, and such and such oh a lighthouse
0: <laughs> oh
2: yeah I was like was it a rocket ship but no it was a lighthouse that she made
1: I think there is some oh, sort of the, space themed uh, theme one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a UFO one. That, yeah, so the head of the penis is the UFO. And, uh, and, then, and then streaming, the, and then the rest of the shaft of the penis is like the, it's shooting off the space in between, like that's left behind. And then the balls are just the people on, on the ground pointing and looking. So, uh, so, yeah, I like that it's called uh, One Woman's Struggle to Reuse Her Penis Cake Pan.
2: <laughs> Struggle. I love that part of the title. Yes. I feel like Una um, no. gave, sent that Una. to us. Yeah, married to uh, Eddie Coombs. Oh yeah, yeah. What's her last name? But yeah, I, th- I feel like she posted that either on your wall or mine. And um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I-, I saw
1: it a few times, so I kind of lost track. I lose track special. of a lot of things these days. But um, yeah, uh, all the special. stuff people send, I'm like so excited, and then I, you know, I just everything falls in the cracks. So sorry, people. I tried <laughs> But, uh, yeah, um, but one thing I did remember was that um, listener Caroline suggested doing a dong teeny book club. What did you think mm-hmm. of that? Where we like Ooh. set a book, and then like we have like a month to read it, and then we'll that discuss it. But also listeners can like sort of follow along and, and try and read the same book and hear our discussion. And if they wanted like you know pre leave a comment on the dong line or something, you know. So that could be fun. You, that could be fun. It? Yeah, I just think we, everyone involved, us and listeners, would be too, you know, uh, disorganized to uh, to make it all look. But <laughs> I, I, I definitely like the idea.
2: I like it too. We can keep it kind of laissez faire, maybe, like say, yes, one book every few months. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, just when 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 it takes our fancy. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we could start by like going through each other's Goodreads and seeing if there's anything we want to read in that list, and then say, "How about we do this?" So yeah. could, we could do it that way. So, um,
2: I just read this amazing novel, and I haven't been into nonfiction in a really long time. I just lately, for you know, past few years, I just kind of tend to gravitate towards nonfiction kind of stuff. But this is a Japanese novelist that David really likes. His name's Haruki Murakami, and um, David had read several of his books and got. Um, the latest one he got was called Sputnik Sweetheart. And I started reading it and I could not put it down. I read it in like two days. It was just written so well, you know, Japanese translated, obviously. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I'm not even gonna try to do it any justice in case anyone's curious about picking it up, but don't look at the wiki page. Cause there was a spoiler alert that I'm very sad about, <gasps> <that> I, <laughs> which I should have known going in that they would probably yeah. give away some major details of the plot. So, um, yeah, Haruki Murakami. And David thinks it's hilarious when I say his name because I guess I say it with kind of a Texas accent. I'm like, Haruki Murakami? He's like, that's how my mom would say <laughs> That Haruki. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'll just. Well,
1: I've been, uh, that sounds great. I, I would uh, like to, uh, to, to, to read that. It sounds, well, I mean, I yeah, would nice to read other books. On my like list.
2: something fiction again. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah, I've no, I about that them in about every once in a while.
2: Myself like am yeah. I getting too jaded you know am I have I lost my childless childish imagination or <laughs> so yeah I'll put a no, link to it bad. at donctini.com if anyone gives a yeah. shit because I always
1: enjoy the, a good fiction fiction book of fiction when I find one you know so yeah. uh, it's just like it doesn't it's just I'm more interested in like learning things so I tend to gravitate all towards the non-fiction and, and yeah, but I—it's like, but it's like a break, isn't it, when you read a fiction, fictional book? Because you're not trying to—you don't have to absorb yeah. all the details to get something out of it. You just kind of enjoy it and just—it's more passive in a way. Yeah, so, um,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah, um, I've got David Sedaris's new book, um, and that's good. Diabetes with a, health. What's that?
0: The one about yes, diabetes di- yes, with owls, yes, okay.
1: the diabetes with owls because uh, yeah, it's, it's perfect for me now because I, it's you know, it's all just short stories, so I can kind of just read it when I have a chance. So, yeah, so I've been slowly chipping away at that. I've had it for oh, like awesome. three three and a half or four weeks, but nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm I've read like sixty pages but um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it's getting easy to read it now that Quincy doesn't cry as much. So, yeah, but um, so oh, far, so great.
2: I'm glad he's not crying as much.
1: That's that's yes, always nice. Yes. No, he's turned he turned a corner like a week ago and
2: Ooh. It's been great. Oh, that's yes. nice. Um, do you have yeah. a favorite all-time favorite or up there kind of favorite David Sedaris story at all?
1: Um gosh, I never separate them by story. I kind of do it by book, you know? So I'd have yeah. to think on that. Like I'd have to skim them and look at them and then they would jump out at me, you know. So yeah. what's yours? Let me guess Big Boy.
2: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's also his shortest story. It's like one page <laughs> about how it's, it's in "Me Talk Pretty One Day." Should I give away? Give it away? Because I think the spoiler, little, you know, is right in the first line of the story. But yeah, he's yeah, at yeah, no, it, yeah, Easter it brunch, at you know, a nice, nice Easter brunch at a friend's house, kind of swank. He goes to the bathroom and finds what he calls the biggest turd I've ever seen in my life in the toilet, and <laughs> it, it will not flush, and there's no toilet paper, <laughs> and he's like, it's a mystery.
1: <laughs> yes. And he like he and he doesn't he can't just leave because it'll look like he did it. So exactly. yeah, he's, he's, he's in, he's in this terrible conundrum. He's like, can I throw it out the window? Like, what can he do? So I don't even remember how it ends. But yeah, I should. Uh, I think I don't own that book, so I can't even just go and reference it right now. But uh, yeah, so see, that's not a spoiler. Alert. We've left people hanging. What did he do with the torch? I don't remember. So. Uh, <laughs> I also like his story
2: about the rooster, where which was his brother's nickname, and this also has to do with poop because I like how his brother <laughs> his, his brother got these new hunting dogs, and the dogs would eat each other's poop, and he goes, he David Sedaris goes, yep, my brother said. I taught him to eat that shit on tap and he, he had taught the dog to put his open mouth underneath the other dog's butthole and just poop straight <gasps> in his mouth.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the shit on tap. I <laughs> it. <laughs> That's right. And his brother is such an, so, so, such an anomaly because he's just got such a... <laughs> southern drawl and, and the rest of them all are like born in New York and they don't sound like him but he's just this weird like total hick sounding yeah, guy that's like so unrelatable to David
2: <laughs> yeah he's the one that seems so North Carolina or wherever they're from yeah they're yeah from. yeah my favorite David Sedaris stories are about poop apparently Um, My friend is pregnant, or his wife is pregnant, I should say, and he shared the story with me. I will keep it anonymous, but here's what he said. A horrifying story that you will also be delighted at, I hope. He says, when my wife and I went in for her ultrasound last week, she got to talking to the nurse about a couple of her patients that tipped the scales at a little over 500 pounds each, which means they really shouldn't have been able to get pregnant in the first place as the body shuts down the necessary hormones and all that. Anyway, this nurse had major cojones and asked both women separately how they conceived. The first lady had her mom and sister come over and hold her legs apart and her belly up so she could have sex with her baby daddy. The second lady, same technique, but she used her brother in law and his friend or cousin, can't remember which. Apparently, this is a common practice. Call me judgmental if you must, but what the fuck?
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
2: and this has been
1: the belly was held up and the legs were held apart she couldn't do it on her own with the
2: and the brother-in-law in the room
1: oh man I guess you've just got to adapt to your circumstances
2: I guess so yeah at that point you, yeah. you just do what you can
1: yeah hot dog well, thank you for that <laughs> I mean, my head's just still kind of reeling from it. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm the substance. Simone's the style. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Well, I guess uh, it's just about time to wrap things up. But I just wanted to, to mention, like, on our road trip, uh, anytime we're traveling between uh, LA and San Francisco, we stop at Pisu Bandersons. Have you done this drive? Are you familiar with Pisu Bandersons? No. Oh, PC Bandersons is a family move to America from uh, one of these countries with windmills, like Holland or something. Like, yeah, like the Netherlands or something. (laughs) And uh, and they had this, they started these restaurants that served split... Pea Soup, and they have these little characters called Happy, P-E-A, and Pee-wee. And, uh, and they 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 split peas for Split Pea Soup. And so you get this, yeah, it's their famous soup. And yeah, we always stop there, and, and it's great. It was Quincy's first trip to Pea Soup Anderson's, but Greg's been going there since he was a kid. But um, mm. Anyway, but they have like, you know, like you can buy all this travel stuff, like buy a Mad Libs book, and knickknacks, and gigads, and doodits, and, <laughs> you know, and fudge. So anyway, so on our way up, we stopped there, we had the pea soup, it was great. And... And, um, and I saw this fudge. They had, like salted caramel fudge, and they had like a butterscotch chocolate fudge. I'm like, oh, I want both. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Just, <laughs> just just, calm down. D- don't worry about it. Now. If you st- we stop on the way back, get it then. So anyway, so I didn't get it, and I was like, good. So on the way back, I was like, okay, we're going there. I still want that fudge. I'm thinking about that fudge. And so we stopped there, and I, I was like, how much are they? And she's like seven I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get both. But So I picked the butters- butterscotch um, uh, the butterscotch uh, chocolate fudge, and I started eating it in the car, and it's just not very good. And then I realized huh. I think fudge always kind of has that impact where you think it's going to be better than it is, you know? Like, it's not bad, but it's not mm-hmm. like... It's not, like, and yeah. My friend Marilyn said it. It's like you think it's gonna be like a truffle, you know, and it's and it's just it's just not quite there. So I think I kind of finally realized not to be. And fudge, it sounds so appetizing. You can just the fudge it just sounds like it's yeah. oozing and melting chocolate. <laughs> And it just doesn't quite come through, and so I think I'm kind of done with fudge. I'll eat fudge, but I just don't think I'm a fudge fan anymore. It's not my <laughs> my, my first choice. So, what do you, how do you feel about fudge?
2: That's funny. I'm a fan, a giant it's fan a of, of fudge. Except now that I think about, it, I never really eat it because it maybe it's kind of like a truffle, like it's a decadent sounding thing. You know, yeah, like but it's maybe nothing you really do, go you, you, out of There's better way. chocolate.
1: That's maybe that's I, um, why you're, eating, you're getting our chocolate I needs do, met by better things. That's my yeah. Problem.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I do Evaluate know that the word time. fudgy is like one of my least favorite words in the world. Fudgy. Fudgy.
1: when, when <laughs> is that used?
2: Just like in in advertisements like ooh, fudgy goodness or something. It just makes you. go Ew.
1: <laughs> See? <laughs> what do I, when people fudge the numbers? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's just silly. That's that's yeah, getting close to just, Wiener territory. Like weenie or yeah, wiener. Like it's, it's just silly. It's like are we
1: having a adult conversation? We're talking about maths and numbers and you're throwing the word fudge into it. It kinda <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem to flow. <laughs> oh, well, on that note we'll wrap things up. So thank you all for listening and please visit DongTeeny.com for any bonus material and um uh, and yeah, and also, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, click through, uh, go to dongtini.com, then click on the Amazon link, and then make your purchase, and we'll get a gig back. And that would be awesome. So, um, and that'll do it. So, until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. Bye.